This is the MDRT Podcast. Are you and your clients talking about what they'll do during retirement? During a recent conversation at MDRT headquarters, Travis Manning from Caledonia, Ontario, Canada. Angie Shea from Richmond, Virginia. Victor Villumier from Guadalajara, Mexico. Address the issues relevant to retirement that advisors and clients should be discussing. Okay, you want to retire at 55. What are you going to do? You're retired now. What are you going to do? A lot of people don't have an answer for that. All they see is, I want to retire at 55, and you know it's all rainbows and happiness and, and puppy dog tails, but they have no idea what they want to do with themselves. And time after time, you, you'll see people, like, they'll retire, and then sometimes divorce happens. They realize, you know, they, they're underfoot. They, they feel like they don't have a purpose anymore because some people, you know, they might have been a CEO of their company and they've had a purpose for the last 25 years. They were the boss and everybody looked up to them for this specific reason, for their knowledge, for whatever. They don't have that anymore and they've got to be prepared for it. And I tell people, look, we've seen people where they've retired and within five years they're dead because they had no purpose and they couldn't find anything to fill their time with that gave them meaning. And they just sat around and did nothing and basically rotted away. You have to find something that you got to plan for it. You got to be ready for the mindset of, yes, I need to save for my retirement to plan for it, but also what am I going to do when I am retired? Are you going to volunteer? Some people, they might have a hobby farm. Well, there's plenty to do on a hobby farm. So they've got that sorted out. You know, they're going to have horses, they're going to do whatever. That's fine. But other people, that blows their minds because they really haven't thought about it. All they've thought about is, oh, I see all these guys retiring. I want to retire too, but they have no idea what it looks like. How do you help clients understand that they need to think about that? How do you know if you need to give some tough love and say, if you don't do something, I'm worried something bad will happen to you? Sometimes I will just come out and flat say it. I mean, because the thing is, too, is at first they might be taken aback by it, but I think ultimately they realize that you care about them and you care about what happens to them. So you want them to have a long, happy retirement. Like, you want them to feel fulfilled. Sometimes there's people where they've been at a point where they could retire, and I've recommended that they hold off a couple of years till they actually realize what it is that they want to do or accomplish because they're not in the right mindset. They can go. And I'll tell them, I said, look, the nice thing is you're in a position, you can go anytime you want, but are you ready? And then they'll feel deep down inside, you know what? I'm not ready. You know, that was great advice. I'm glad that I waited that extra year or two or that I did this or that. And yeah, I built up their assets more. It just made retirement more comfortable for them, but then they actually had time to wind down from their purpose and not realize, okay, I am getting out of my business now. I am retiring. I am going to move from this phase over to this phase of my life. You know, some people it is. It's just they want to invest all their time with their grandchildren and help to raise their grandchildren. Well, that's great. I mean, that's very admirable. If you can do that, awesome. Because, um, I mean, you know, there's umpteen million things you can do with grandkids, but other people don't have that. And it's it's like, okay, well then, you know, find your purpose, find something meaningful for yourself. Um, and I think that's kind of part of our job to look out for it. And, and you can give them suggestions. I mean, you can say, well, you can volunteer, you know, animal shelter, senior support, anything you can want to do, or start taking up exercise, start playing a sport, start doing something. And then once they start doing stuff, then that usually lends itself to something else and they meet other people outside and yeah. To Travis's point, one of the first things that I'll say to clients is, this is the first time you've been here but I've been here over the last 25 years, probably eight or 900 times. And there's some things that you need to hear. And so in that conversation, what it sounds like is 
um, you know, you can't retire from, you need to be, re be retiring to. And if you'll take your mind back when you were in high school or college and you had a dance to go to, as a young woman, you go and you buy your dress and you try your dress on and you put your heels on with it and you see what it looks like and you see what it feels like before you actually wear it to the prom because you don't want any type of wardrobe malfunction to occur. So I'm gonna encourage you as a client, let's play retirement and let's talk about what that looks like. A lot of times clients that are coming in, they have tons of vacation time that they've got stored up that they haven't used. So I may say to them, okay, this year, why don't you take off two to three weeks? You say you wanna live in Florida. Why don't you take off two to three weeks and go down to Florida? for that time period. Let's try it on. Let's see what it feels like to try to get uh, an idea. Um, and then like sometimes you'll have a spouse that's going to retire before the other spouse. Well, we don't know what it's going to look like. Okay, we'll bank the paycheck of the spouse that wants to retire and see what it feels like. You're saying you're going to do away from that income, so let's start banking it. Let's just play retirement and see what it feels like. Um, so that's one of the things that I do. And then, Travis, I think you brought up an excellent point. The mindset of the older baby boomer was, today I'm working, tomorrow I'm retired. I'm done. Whereas building a vision of what retirement could look like, could it be a phase retirement? Could we say that over the next three years, we're going to phase you into retirement? Will your employer allow you to work in a part-time position? Maybe it's only 20 hours a week, three days a week, but we begin to transition into retirement, which in my experience with my clients, those people retire well. Because again, in that prom example, I've gotten them to go ahead and get involved in volunteering, go ahead and start implementing. Because what I see a great deal is the ones who aren't doing it before they retire will not do it once they retire. It's too late. They have to begin to implement those activities prior to retiring because what they'll do, seen it a thousand times, they'll retire today and then they're like, okay, I'm going to take a month off. And they get into the habit of watching TV or, you know, not getting out or they're doing stuff inside of their house because it's needed to be done for so long. And then they never implement the getting out of the house, the social application to it. So that's what we try to do with our clients. What stories come to mind that have taught you something about how you handle clients who have recently retired? I guess one of the satisfying things is the fact that, I mean, especially people that work at the steel mill, because they work shift work and things like that. I'll tell them, I said, look, I said, it's, it's going to seem weird, but you're going to retire. And about six months after you're retired, you're going to realize that, that you look 10 years or 20 years younger. You, you might not feel it at first, but one day you'll wake up and look in the mirror and you'll be like, huh, you know, the shoulders aren't quite so stooped anymore. They feel more relaxed. They've got better sleep and they start to settle into it. And, and I said, I know it sounds corny, but you do. You will look younger. And usually when I see them about six months later, I'll be like, yeah, you do. You look 10 years younger. You know, it, it's done wonders. And I think it's really satisfying knowing that part of what I've done for them has helped them get to that stage. I've had so many people afterwards like, you know, just send me a quick note or a letter or a thank you card. And and it might be it might be like a, a gift card to, to the local coffee shop or something just saying, you know, thank you so much for helping me get out of there and be happy. I don't know. And there's so many of them that work that way that it can be very satisfying helping people retire and stay retired and, and know that they're taken care of. 
What do you think of regarding the importance of making sure clients are active before retirement so it's ingrained when they retire? What we do for a living is a very humbling project because you never stop learning. Part of the problem that we have is not all people are the same. You have some of those clients that come into the office and you know that when they say they're going to do something, they're going to do it. And so you don't even worry about it. When they leave, you know they're going to plug in. Then you have those clients that they tell you they're going to do it, and that day never comes. I've got a lady that's in my head right now. She got referred over to me by one of my clients, and she came in. She'd already been retired for three or four years. And one of the first conversations I had to her is I said, tell me what it's been like since you retired. Tell me what a day in the life of you looks like. And a lot of the conversation was, well, I want to start, and I'd like to start, and I know I need to, but she's still not done it, and we're three years in. And what I said to her is I said, you know, you've been referred to me to manage your assets, but you already have somebody managing your assets. You really have got to begin to manage your lifestyle. Because tell me what your health looks like relative to what it looked like when you first retired. And then I just shut up, you know, I just sat back and was quiet. And as she began to reflect, she started taking ownership of the fact that she didn't know why she retired because nothing is better in her life. She's lonely, she's depressed, she's sad. Nobody comes and sees her. You know, this vision that she had has not been delivered. So one of the things that I did, which is we do this all day long, Uh, I plugged her into the candy stripers. There's a client I have that, you know, she's like 67 and she's a candy striper at the hospital. And I connected those two. And she's really put pressure on her to, you know, even if you come sit at the desk and tell people what the room numbers are, volunteer and do that. So she started doing that. Is she doing as much as she should do? No, but at least she's doing something. And those are the cases that really make you sad because you can't make somebody do that you can't increase their quality of life but those life experiences i can use her story now when i'm talking to other people you know here's what i saw here's how it affected her and uh, so it gives it more validity but it is sad because you can't fix all that stuff i use this a lot i try to make an example of the people that has not only well financially planned retirement but also a transition to retirement and also showing the other hand that might just work on the financial part and not on the transition or the process to retirement and the output is just what Travis and Angie said it's the happy part when you took into consideration that uh, is not only about having a week off, it's having 40, 50 years off. So a week off is easy. You just watch some TV and everything's perfect. But after that, watching TV all the time or not going out of your place or not doing nothing meaningful, that will end badly. So just tell the stories of the people that had done some work on both sides, the financial thing, and also what their plans to do in the retirement periods. And as opposed to those people that only took care of financial and not the transition, 
their if they want to volunteer, if they want to do something uh, with their lives. So I think that those examples will be that clear and that, uh, I don't know, I hope that those examples can move people to take care of the second part. We can help on both, but uh, we have plans and we have uh, tools for the financial part, mostly. But just to make the other part easy mm. and uh, more meaningful. At our office, we actually have a checklist, and it's 13 things to think of for a happy retirement. So it's like things to think of, like, yes, there's the obvious things. Like, if you're going to make a major purchase, make it while you're still working because you can pay for it. You know, things like that. But it's also come up with ideas of what you want to do in retirement, like find a purpose, volunteer. Or even if you were, I have some clients who they want to retire from the steel mill because it's hard work and they've done it for 40 years. They're just like, I'm done with the mill, but I just go on to work part-time somewhere, even if it's at like a hardware store or something, because I love interacting with people. I don't need the money. I just like to interact with people. Well, that's great. You find something like that. And I actually joke with people when they first come in, when they're planning for the retirement, because I'll say, well, when you do retire, you know, we're still going to have to have reviews and we're still going to have to go over everything and make sure your plan's working because we'll have to tweak things over time. And they'll be like, oh, yeah, we'll have loads of time for that when we're retired. And I'll say, you know what? Most of my re retired clients are the ones that are harder to get a hold of because they're out doing all sorts of crazy stuff. Like they might go up north for a week. They're volunteering. They're golfing. They're doing something with the grandkids. They're doing stuff. And I said, and that's what you've got to think about too is what kind of things are you going to be doing? And, and really kind of try to positively reinforce that, you know, you should be doing something. Now's the time to think about it because you are going to have the time to do something if you put your mind to it that you can plan on doing it. And it's a funny thing for, for people to think of because, yeah, it's a whole new phase of their life. It's a whole new chapter, but it can be as different as they want it to be. Or it can be as similar as they want it to be, but they have to figure out what that is going to be. So There are times in the business where you high-five yourself, right? And one of the times that I high-five myself is when a client makes a comment of, oh my gosh, Angie, that's a really good question. I've never thought about it. That's a high five moment. Yeah. And a lot of times that question is really simple. Why are you retiring? Why? And if they can't articulate their why, then we're having that hard conversation that's kind of making them a little bit more uncomfortable and having, and then it, it begins to be a pushback to the actual analytics of the retirement and it goes more into what is it gonna look like when we actually retire. So those are, I love the high five moments where you, you're like, yes, we got that one in there. So, because we see it. I mean, we, and I think we do as advisors take it for granted that we've retired a bunch of times just vicariously through other people and they've never experienced it. So it's important for us to impart that experience because they don't know what they don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I mean, we see it. We, we see it. We live it. We do it every day with them and. Yeah, all we can do is impart the knowledge and the experience that we've seen through everyone else and say, well, this is what's worked for other people. It might be different for you, but if it works for them, there's probably a good chance it'll work for you, you know? But yeah, yeah, the high five moments are quite nice, actually. That's the end of this month's episode. If you'd like to subscribe, you can find us on SoundCloud and Spotify at MDRT Podcast. Thanks for listening and see you next time.